Well, now that the Christmas festivities are behind us, we can move on to the next season, which is the season of big dreams. I don't know how prepared you are for this. Technically, we've got just over one day to go before we have to report back to the people around us right before Ryan Seacrest calls that, you know, 10 second countdown until the ball drops in New York City at midnight and share with people kind of our resolutions for the new year. I don't know how prepared you are for this. I suppose we can give some grace and allow it to extend into the first week of 2019. But if you need a little bit of help, uh, I'll just share with you the top 10 resolutions for 2019 in case you need some ideas. Uh, Number one is to exercise more. Number two is to lose weight. Surprise, surprise. Number three is to get organized. I don't know what that means, but I hope my kids are paying attention and can make their beds and clean up all the junk on their floors. Uh, Number four is to learn a new skill or hobby. For me, that would be uh, improving my uh, Spanish, speaking and and understanding Spanish. Uh, Number five, live life to the fullest. Not sure why that's up there because I think they all kind of contribute to that, but whatever. Uh, Number six is save more money slash spend less money, which is kind of a both end. You can't do one really without the other, so we'll include those together. Number seven, quit smoking. Number eight, spend more time with family and friends. Number nine, travel more. And number 10, read more. Or if you want to combine nine and 10 in a cost-effective way, you can read more about travel, I suppose. And don't forget, uh, for those of us around here, that next Sunday, we are actually going to invest ourselves in a conversation about a spiritual resolution that is more critical and can contribute more to our quality of life than any of those other New Year's resolutions. And if you have friends or family members who aren't really tracking in faith or aren't really part of a church community, and you would love to include them in that conversation and in that adventure for 2019, by all means, make sure you make that uh, invitation before next Sunday as we invest in what we call a starting point Uh, morning that's devoted to that type of entry-level kind of conversation on the greatest resolution of all. For today, though, uh, what we want to do in considering this season of big dreams that we're entering into is to remind ourselves of how it is that these kinds of big dreams actually get realized. Because over the course of the past number of months, since our September launch, and all the way through our ministry season into June, we're learning that with God, his big dreams for our lives, personally and together, actually get realized in kind of a counterintuitive way. So you might assume that really big dreams, especially God-sized, like spectacular, supernatural power-requiring dreams, you know, require, you know, really audacious thinking and, you know, some type of radical seismic shift in our lives. But the truth as we've been understanding it is that the biggest dreams that God wants to realize actually happen through a very different type of thinking, through the kind of thinking that we've learned to call thinking small. That God's big dreams for us actually get realized through the process of thinking small. If you were here back in September and were part of our Vision Day launch, you'll remember uh, understanding and, and learning about Jesus' teaching in, among other places, uh, Luke chapter 19, where Jesus tells a story of a king who was going away for a period of time, but had promised to return. And before he left, he entrusted three sums of money to three different 
servants and intended these servants to use the money for his purposes in his absence until he returned. As Jesus tells the story, the king did in fact return and he checked in with the servants to see what they did with the various sums of money that he'd entrusted to them. Remember that the first two servants had doubled their money. They'd made a hundred percent return on the investment where the third servant out of fear simply returned back to the king the original sum of money. Remember as well that the third servant was declared by the king as wicked because he'd done absolutely nothing with the resources that were entrusted to him in that period of time. Where the other two servants were rewarded and acknowledged and encouraged by the king for their faithfulness. Look at what he says to one of the servants recorded in Luke chapter 19 verse 17. He says, well done. My good servant, his master replied, because you have been trustworthy in a very small matter, take charge of 10 cities as your reward. And we learned through this parable that Jesus was envisioning his followers to a lifestyle of faithfulness, simply a lifestyle of being faithful to invest and engage the resources they had been entrusted with the time, the talents, the material, financial treasures, the relationships, all those kinds of things, to invest them into the purposes of God that God would have while he was absent because he had promised to return one day. And the same for you and I, what Jesus promised was that he would realize big dreams among us when we do. In fact, we learned back in the fall that it's not necessarily the person with grandiose visions of, you know, 10 cities level kind of authority and and impact that God looks to work through in those big scale kind of ways. Rather, it's the person who's faithful in the seemingly small things that are entrusted to them that God then promotes to that 10 cities of responsibility as their reward. Because they were faithful in the small, God is able to realize big dreams through them. And we learned this past fall and and have been on a journey for the last number of months to realize that the big dreams that God has for our lives and even the big dreams that we have for ourselves with God primarily get realized through the process of thinking small and instead focusing on what's right in front of us and being faithful with what God's entrusted to us. So as a bit of a kind of mid-year check-in in this September to June kind of ministry season and as kind of a year-end review heading into this New Year's season of big dreams at the dawn of 2019, I thought that we'd just review this and actually reflect on the two very most basic behaviors and basic commitments that we can make in order to live out that faithful in the small things that Jesus has entrusted us so that God can realize his big dreams in and through our lives. The first one, if you're taking notes, involves the simple step of small obedience. Dreaming big and thinking small requires small obedience. Simply living out in an increasing way the teachings of Jesus, who himself taught this in Luke eleven twenty eight. 28. He said, blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and obey it, not just those who hear it. 
See, a life of faith, remember, is not just about exposing yourself to the teaching of Jesus, not just talking about it, musing about it, gathering in environments like this to, to think about it. It's actually when you start implementing it and applying it in your life. And we've been learning about this over the course of the fall, especially recently through our study of the New Testament letter written by James, Jesus' brother, who teaches the very same thing. He says, faith without deeds is dead and useless. That a faith that simply ideates about ideas with God, but never actually implements them in your life is of no value whatsoever. If your faith is going to be productive, and more importantly, if God is going to realize big dreams in and through your life, it's going to take simple, small steps of obedience to the very things that Jesus teaches. So for example, at the dawn of 2019, if you would really like nothing more than to experience a greater degree of God's presence and closeness in your life, that happens typically through the simple commitment of a regular discipline of times through the day for prayer as Jesus taught. If you want to experience a greater degree of joy and kind of vitality in your life, that often happens, as we understand it, through a regular routine of times of reflection and gratitude to give God thanks for the many blessings that he's poured out in your life as Jesus teaches. You know, you want to have financial freedom and, and you know, live a, a more generous life. Well, simply be more faithful to steward the financial resources that God has entrusted to you according to God's biblical design as Jesus taught. You know, you want to experience more relationship in your life or, or, you know, meet different people. Exercise a greater degree of hospitality as Jesus taught. You want to have stronger friendships. Engage in loving, truthful conflict resolution and keep short accounts, you know, quickly and quietly as Jesus taught. Now, it's amazing when you stop and think about all the kinds of things that Jesus taught that they actually focused more on the simple, small things of life than they did grandiose, earth-shattering kinds of visions because Jesus understood the importance of simple obedience. Even in the Old Testament, it says, does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices, meaning the kinds of things you would do in a gathering like this, back when the nation of Israel would gather in the temple, they would do those things. He says, does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as in obeying the Lord? He says, to obey is better than to sacrifice. Understand that as much value as it might have to gather in an environment like this and do all the singing, praying kind of things that we do here, this ultimately has no value if what we're learning doesn't get implemented. A life of faith is not exclusively or even primarily about increasing knowledge. It's about reducing the gap between what we know and what we actually live out in our lives. So as we commit to that at the dawn of 2018, let's also remember in living out a greater degree of that obedience, let's remember who it is that wants to live that life in and through us. You're taking notes. The second thing to remember is that dreaming big and thinking small doesn't just require small obedience. It also requires big faith and allowing God to live his life through you. 
We've said many times that what separates the Christian faith from every other world religion is that Christianity is fundamentally not something that we do for God. It's something that God does for us and in us and through us through the saving and forgiving and empowering work of his son, Jesus Christ. That's why Christmas was such a fantastic celebration because of the gift that God initiated in sending Jesus to the world. Look at what Jesus himself teaches in John chapter 15. He says to his disciples about a life of faith to remain in me as I also remain in you. And using a, a, a grapevine and branches as a metaphor, he says, no branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. He says, neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Do you notice that the image, that the metaphor that Jesus chooses to use to describe a life of faith is not of like, you know, soldiers or workers actively scampering around doing all kinds of work for an idle boss or master. Rather, it's abiding followers of his, allowing the active resource of his life to flow through them. In the metaphor, his life is what's active far more than the followers. And so when it comes to, you know, the kind of New Year's resolutions, the kinds of big dreams that we might want to see God achieve in our lives, let's make sure that it's the life of God that is more active than us in seeking to realize those dreams. You know, maybe there are some of us that want to see, you know, some, some character changes happen. We want to become more patient people, just as a random example. <laughs> um, let's appreciate that patience isn't the product of trying harder, so much as it's the product of trusting to a greater degree, because the Bible describes patience as a fruit of the Spirit of God within us. You know, those of us who want to experience a greater degree of freedom and release from addictions or bad habits or destructive behaviors aren't just going to experience that by, by you know, picking up our bootstraps and, and just hunkering down to a greater degree. That primarily happens when we expose ourselves to the encouragement and accountability of loving community because it's through loving community that God can primarily work. Maybe some of us want to become more accepting, less judgmental. That doesn't happen by accident or just deciding. It happens through regularly exposing yourself to people who are different than you so that you can get to know them, hear their heart, and in the process, allow God to stir up empathy and understanding to a greater degree. Some of us wish that we could have greater impact in the lives around us. Again, that isn't something that happens by more doing. It's primarily something that happens through more being, being intentional, to be in relationship and just be in the presence of other people, enjoying friendships through which God can pour and channel his love reciprocally in transforming ways. That's the way God wants to work radically among us, is realizing big dreams through the kind of small obedience that is trusting him in big faith. The apostle Paul described it this way in Philippians chapter four, where he says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. The Christian life, let's remember, is the life of Jesus Christ lived in and through followers of his. It's not something we do for God. It's something that God does for us. So as a bit of a mid-year check-in, 
in the September to June ministry season. And at the dawn of a new year where we're making resolutions and you know, reflecting on the big dreams that we might have or that God might have for us. Let's remember today that the big dreams that God has for us get delivered counterintuitively through thinking small and simply seeking to be faithful with what God's entrusted to us for today. Let's realize that faithfulness in the small requires the simple chronic consistency of implementing what we understand Jesus to teach. It's the simple steps of small obedience combined with the simple reliance on God to continuously live his life through us because of what he's made available in the work of Jesus. And in that two-step of simply trusting and simply obeying and simply relying and simply implementing, we can over time see God achieve radical things among us personally and together as a church family. Let's remember as well that like any New Year's resolution, you know, the first few steps are the hardest. And so if you're here today and you need supports, appreciate that as a church community, we want to come alongside you. For starters, we have three primary programs, our Sunday services like this, uh, our midweek life groups, and our location-specific anchor causes of compassion and justice in the world. Those three primary programs each contribute to three different aspects of a three-dimensional lifestyle of full devotion that we want to invite people into that we believe God has in store for us that we want to help support through participating in these programs. So if that's a step that you haven't taken yet, consider taking that step practically at the dawn of 2019. We've also got take-it-home resources in an environment like this, uh, not the least of which is the take-it-home resource that we provided in our Christmas services that are probably still available at the Welcome Center if you didn't pick it up already. The 12 days of happy that we have been working through since the, the, the Christmas services. And I hope that if you've been tracking with that, you've been finding that helpful. One other resource that I would encourage some of us to consider perhaps is the one that we kicked into back in the fall uh, out of our vision series. And it was this book written by Pastor Jeff Mannion called Dream Big, Think Small about living an extraordinary life one day at a time. Back in September, over a thousand of us tracked with this book five days a week for six consecutive weeks. And I wonder whether it would be valuable to you to start up again. I know that when I participated in the fall, it was the second time that I went through it. And maybe I'm just slow, but I did it one time as a bit of a dry run back in August. And uh, the second time, especially doing it together with others in community, friends and family in our life group, it was a far more rich experience. And so maybe you'd want to consider that, especially considering that if you started tomorrow, on Monday, December 31st, and made that a first step to launch into 2019. If you started tomorrow, you would finish up on the Friday right before our church's annual general meeting and vision night service that weekend, where we're excited to announce that we are actually bringing in Jeff Mannion himself to share at that service. So at the very least, mark your calendars for Sunday, February the 10th, where Pastor Jeff Mannion is going to come in and give the vision talk on our behalf about dreaming big and thinking small. And if it helps to track for the next six weeks in preparation for that, well, I'd encourage you to do that. I'm going to try to make that commitment too. In the meantime, let's appreciate that 
already in these four short months, God has started to do some really extraordinary things through the faithfulness of individuals and people across our communities together. And to wrap things up today, we're actually going to hand this conversation over to a location pastor at your location to share a little bit of one example of the way that small faithfulness has been allowing God to realize big dreams in your community. We hope that you're inspired by that, and we hope most of all that you'll be motivated by that to be even more faithful in 2019 and in the back half of this ministry season as we try to allow God to realize his big dreams through us through small faithfulness of obedience and reliance, doing what Jesus taught and relying on his life in us. It might seem counterintuitive, but listen up as a pastor in your location describes an amazing experience of this in your community where maybe counterintuitively, the big dreams that God has get realized through the simple chronic consistency of small faithfulness. Happy New Year, everyone.